0: Welcome everybody to the inaugural episode of Journey to the East. I will be your host along this ride, UA Blackwings, and along with me is my co-host, hey
1: Heyo! You and, guys might know me from Press A Gaming. I'm branching out and, a little bit.
0: <laughs> um, we did it! We finally are. <laughs> Doing the first episode.
1: We finally sat down to do this idea we had how long ago?
0: Two months ago?
1: Yeah. All it took was a goddamn plague.
0: (laughs) As terrible as it sounds, yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, since this is the first episode, we should probably let all of our listeners know what we're all about. So uh, if you want to take the reins on that one.
0: So I like things from... Across the Pacific Ocean. You like things from across the Pacific Ocean.
1: Are you calling me a weeb? Because I feel like you're calling uh, me a weeb.
0: I I think I'm calling both of us a weeb. So, in, in a nutshell, the purpose of this podcast is to take a look at things that originated, whether it be from Japan, whether it be from China, all different sorts of media and of the likes, and we take that and we compare it to the things that we have here in America or anywhere else that has the same thing.
1: You know, America, and, Canada, Mexico, you know. Yeah, we, yeah more or less. Cool. The the place that is colloqu- colloquially known as the West. More or less,
0: yes. And, you know, we, we take a look at it. We figure out where things originated, how they came and were processed for our American ability to be able to enjoy. And we compare and contrast and see what we think might have been better, worse, where things got lost in translation, as it were. And that's essentially it, more or less. Yep. So... We, Zephyr and I spent a little time struggling for what our first episode was going to be.
1: But... Well, we were more trying to troubleshoot ideas, but yeah, eh, we we had we had a little bit of trouble settling on which one we wanted to do first.
0: We, we we had a little trouble also figuring out a name, but that's for a blooper episode.
1: No, um... no, that we we, we can tell it. We can tell them about the the trials and tribulations of trying to figure out the name. Uh, because it's, it's, it's pretty much just, we settled on a name. We thought that we originally, we wanted to do East versus West, you know, short, simple to the point. Exactly. I looked it up. It's a fucking football podcast
0: and American football for anyone who might get confused.
1: Oh yeah. No, it's not the good kind of football. Exactly. And, uh, so we had to, we had to dump that name. And so we spent the next week or so brainstorming a new name, and uh, eventually we settled on Journey to the East. Nice little play on the classic uh, story, Journey to the West.
0: Exactly. So But
1: since we're already in the West, we can't possibly be on a journey to the West.
0: Well, that's not the way that the globe or the map works, but yeah, in a nutshell.
1: Oh, shut it. <laughs> I'm well aware so, that the world is round. I'm not a flat earther.
0: Neither am I. Thank God. So, our first episode we actually locked out a little bit because we decided to choose a subject that we are both familiar with with press Gaming, and it corresponds with actually the north american release of final fantasy 7 remake which yep. was today which and we're going to talk about japanese created video games
1: which there's a lot of them like like the the a lot a lot of video games that are like the when you say video games the things that people every everybody thinks of uh, a lot of them are japanese video japanese made video games Absolutely, um, and uh, I like the I like that we're doing this episode kind of in conjunction with the Final Fantasy VII dropping because that Final Fantasy is the penultimate JRPG. Absolutely, and, and like it 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 spawned an entire genre of games that that literally has Japanese in the title.
0: So much so that one of our. Um... Additional people in pre and our press both well, yes, Pressed Gaming and with from the Miss Chris, he's actually doing a Let's Play run through right now of the original, original Final Fantasy game.
1: Yeah, I got I got to check that out because like I love the original Final Fantasy. I I I got to pick up the original Final Fantasy somewhere. Yeah, but uh, I, so- I, I I I I literally went to Google and I typed in Japanese video games and I'm sitting here with it on the screen in front of me right now. And it's got them all ordered by date. And the first entry is Pac-Man. Well, that sounds right. But it is a Japanese game. It was, it was, uh... Um... I'd have to look up the invent the name of the guy who invented it, created it. But I remember they had him in Pixels. Oh,
0: They actually, they actually
1: went and got the original creator for the movie Pixels. But, uh... uh Zeph, yo. Actually,
0: I don't know what list you're looking at, but the list I'm looking at right now, there's one that came before Pac-Man: Space Invaders.
1: No, Space Invaders is the second one on the list, but I did not notice that the Space Invaders was uh, 1978.
0: Yep, 78, and then 1980
1: for Pac-Man. Huh? They're not in date order upon closer inspection, because Final Fantasy 15 is right after Space Invaders. And yeah, no. <laughs> That definitely didn't happen then. Can you imagine if, though?
0: Oh, dear <laughs> sweet. Well, then we are definitely out of order.
1: Oh, my God. Could, could you imagine if Final Fantasy fifteen was right after Space Invaders? <laughs> that kind of a jump in uh, system and capability?
0: That would, and that would be in the 70s. Add on 50 years of progressiveness, we would have AR
1: games. that much of a jump (laughs) just like that
0: so one of the things that i want to talk about is how japanese game japanese video games are excessively popular obviously in japan but the fact that they either didn't get ported to america or when they did get ported did not have as great of a
1: reception um I got a great title for the whole, like, uh, weird porting. Uh, Have you ever heard of the Mother series? I
0: don't know. Tell me about it.
1: Well, you probably know it as Earthbound.
0: Oh, that's right. Because it it came
1: over to the U.S. as uh, Earthbound. And uh, there were three... Iterations in the series, we never got the third. We only got the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure the first two were pretty much packaged together as earthbound. Uh, I may be iffy on my history here.
0: No, that sounds about right. Da, 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 da,
1: da. So
0: Video game series consists
1: of three role-playing games. Mother for the Famicom, Mother 2. Oh, so Mother 2 was Earthbound. So we never got Mother. Got it. There was Mother for the Famicom, Mother 2 in 1994, known as Earthbound outside of Japan, and then Mother 3 for the Game Boy Advance. So we only got one out of the the three games in that series. And Earthbound has a cult following. Yeah, it does. Like... I don't know if you know this, but Undertale uh, started as an Earthbound um, fan game.
0: No, I did not know that. Yeah well, to- Toby Fox that
1: Toby that Fox' doesn't
0: is really surprised me that go
1: on. Toby Fox is a huge fan of uh, Earth, mother and Earthbound and he, he pretty much used all of the assets uh, with minor tweaks from uh, Earthbound to create Undertale. And so, there, there, there was a whole like internet fan theory thing that sans is Nest.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: But uh, but yeah, to, to, to the of games that did not come to the U.S. earth yeah, the Mother series definitely qualifies because we only got one out of the three games in the series, and we didn't even get the first one. We got the second.
0: Which I mean it doesn't matter if you're a gamer or not. You should know that starting it out of order never equals a good start to begin with.
1: Well, I mean, earthbound did pretty well in the United States. All right. Um, you know, it was developed so, by, a- it was developed by ape Inc and Hal laboratory, which they, how laboratory is a pretty decent developer and has a lot of games under its belt. Um, you know they got stuff like kirby kirby's dreamland uh they're one of the ones behind smash bros uh i think okay i think they did melee was the game that they did
0: i think you're correct on that that sounds bright
1: but uh yeah they're they're big on they're big in the kirby uh kirby series they do a lot of the kirby games but um
0: now that that's actually the opposite side of the coin is a game that was ported to america that has done relatively well kirby's done pretty good for himself
1: oh absolutely
0: from television to video games the little pink puffball who will absorb anything he feels like has gotten a good reception
1: some of our most iconic video game characters are japanese
0: absolutely Uh,
1: Pac-Man, as we brought up earlier, Mario, Mario, Japanese, Link from Legend of Zelda, Japanese. Japanese. Um, t- 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 who else I do mean, we
0: got? It, it, we we could just go through half the roster of Super Smash Bros. and they're going to be Japanese-inspired characters, if not all of them. Now that I think about it.
1: Pretty sure like the entire Fire Emblem series is Japanese. Yep. Um did we let's see. Do you know about Dragon Warrior?
0: No, but I know about Dragon Quest. That was the one next one that I was going to bring up.
1: I believe Dragon Warrior is in the Dragon Quest uh oh. It's, it's the it's the title. Dragon Quest uh, is is the original title. Dragon Warrior was oh. the localization title.
0: Uh, yep, you are correct. So we just were looked about it up. The same thing. <laughs> so that is actually a game that I feel for Famicom really. If it, 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 I feel like that one kind of got a very not great reception here in America, also. I don't because know because.
1: Like well, uh, it depends on who you ask I had um oh God, what was the one for the fucking game boy color uh, there was like dragon Quest monsters or dragon warrior monsters two or something uh, I had, but it it was they basically took the dragon warrior series and and made it Pokemon. And oh okay I, I, had, I had that Speaking of Pokemon that's another freaking series that that ca- series that came over from the Japan and did really freaking well
0: yeah, I mean what what can we say about Pokemon that our people aren't gonna already know
1: uh, it came
0: over fr- it came over from Japan and America ate it up
1: it exploded all over the world. It 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 is still one of the most successful and, and and highest grossing franchises in the world.
0: It's got anime. It's got manga. It's got video games. It's got movies. It's got toys, playing cards,
1: and and Ooh. and it's got, it's got the real indicator of success. It has all of the knockoffs. Oh, absolutely. There you you can't you can't throw a stone and not hit a pokemon knockoff
0: and some of them they it depends on which one you're looking at some of them are cringe worthy while others are rather respectable and they've done well for themselves as well
1: i uh I, uh, had a game for the Game Boy Color, uh, yet another game that actually came over from Japan, um, actually published in North America by Atlas, um, it was called RoboPon, and it was basically, it was basically Pokemon with robots, and they did, they did the exact same thing, uh, as Pokemon of releasing, uh, versions Okay. And uh, for RoboPon, I think it was actually released three versions. It was, uh, they released Sun, which is the version I had, Star, and Moon. Okay. And this was this was back in, in uh, for, for the U.S., the release date was in the 2000, it was 2000, year 2000. And let me look it up here. They actually had different release dates for the different versions. Sun and Star came out in 98 in Japan. Uh, okay. Moon version came out in 99. But, uh... They, uh... Oh! Here... That's funny. Awesome. Uh, they did the version thing in Japan. The only one the U.S. got was Sun.
0: And and, and so it seems to be the natural trigger for stuff for video games that get ported to America. They keep all the stuff in Japan, which obviously makes sense, and only certain things get ported, whether it's because the fan base has managed to Get the Japanese version of it in America, and have demanded one of the other video games to come out for Americans to enjoy, or they just throw us a bone.
1: Yeah, I think it was just that they they ported the they ported Robopon Sun version to try and uh, um test the waters. I think they were trying to ride on the success of Pokemon because uh, I think we were just after uh let's see if it came in 2000 that should have been just after pokemon gold and silver i think
0: that sounds about accurate because that would be 2000 would be after red blue and yellow next was silver and gold yeah 2000s
1: yep october fifteenth, 2000 2000 was the release of pokemon gold so yeah, because the, you ha- Atlas probably picked up the rights to RoboPond to try and compete with uh, Pokemon because Pokemon was riding the height of its popularity there, like red, blue, and yellow had sold so many copies of the game, and then they oh, la- absolutely then they launched gold and silver and were were selling selling out all over again, and so atlas definitely probably was trying to cash in on that cash cow and uh they were marginally successful i guess because i mean i wound up with a copy well, Guar- i
0: can't say the same unfortunately i, but I, I
1: guarantee I, you that was my parents like <laughs> trying to buy me the next pokemon game or something the thing i was obsessed with and then getting it slightly wrong
0: well, one of the things that I would like to do a future episode on, and I'll dive into very briefly here, in my opinion, one of Pokemon's biggest competitions, which came to America a year afterwards, Digimon.
1: Yeah, but that's going to be a completely different episode, because Digimon didn't compete on the video game side. It competed on the uh, anime side. True,
0: And we're, ta- we're talking you... about
1: games ported.
0: No, I know, but even you have to admit, a lot of video games that we were lucky enough to receive here in America are...
1: Well, actually... I don't want to say that they're I sh- better, I sh- but I they're should, on par. I should clarify. Digimon didn't really compete on the video game side of things until recently.
0: There you go. Okay, I'll agree with that.
1: Um, Pokemon dominated the, the uh, handheld console market. And uh, only just recently jumped onto uh, a main console with the, with the release of Sword and Shield for the Switch, whereas Digimon has pretty ha- pretty handily been putting out games for multi platform its whole existence.
0: Exactly.
1: And uh, now, you like mentioned the, the, Atlas. Digi- the Digimon World Series is is what comes to mind immediately for Digimon yeah. games. Although there was, like, uh, I think they did a fighting game for the PlayStation at one point. Uh,
0: yeah, that would be Digimon Rumble Arena and Rumble Arena 2. And I have owned both of those games. One wasn't terrible. Two, though, God, I broke that disc. I broke that disc two times. That, yeah. that was so much fun to play.
1: Quite honestly, though. Uh, before Digimon and Pokemon kind of started going at it for competition and being competition, uh, Digimon's real competition was actually Tamagotchi.
0: Well, that, there you go. That, we can actually touch on that for because, a minute
1: because Tom, because Tamagotchi took off in the in the United States for a little bit in the in the late nineties there. And uh, now let
0: me ask you a question: Did you have one?
1: a tamagotchi yes no i had a digi i had a digimon virtual pet
0: i had a tamagotchi before i had a digivite and they they run around along the same basic principles but boy if you are not staying up to date on that thing it it will die and you are suddenly sol Uh uh-huh but uh-huh. no, it, it, th- those were actually a lot of fun. They were cheap little – I don't even necessarily want to call it a video game as much as it, it was a virtual pet, and that's essentially what it was. But it, it was something that was different, and along the same lines of portable gaming, it was something new that we hadn't really been able to experience here that much. So Tamagotchis were eaten up pretty successfully as well to a certain degree. Yep. But earlier you mentioned Atlas. I think it would be a crying shame for the both of us not to mention Atlas and one of our favorite video games that have come over from Japan, the Persona series.
1: Yes. Shin Megami Tensei.
0: Now, if you want to talk about a video game that got ported over to America and spawned multiple games off of their core games persona takes the cake because because let's see with the latest rendition of persona 5 you have persona 5 persona 5r that just came out a couple of weeks ago and last year or the year before you had that dance game for Persona three,
1: four, and five that came out. Yes, uh, funnily enough, actually, the entire Shin Megami Tensei series, which is more than just Persona, um, is published and developed by Atlas. Yeah, which are the same folks that brought RoboPond to the U- United States. So,
0: I'm.
1: You got me into
0: Persona with Persona 5 back in 2017. That's when I started playing it even though it came out in 16. Mm-hmm. So, you you have more knowledge base when it comes to your favorite, which I believe was 3?
1: Yes, my favorite was uh Persona 3. Uh specifically the Persona 3 Portable version, which was uh a re-release of the Persona Three FES version with additional content on the PlayStation Portable.
0: Okay, uh, and that was
1: that was my first Persona game. All right, and uh, from there I kind of was look looking in, into everything, and I and, and I, I uh, learned that there's the whole shin megami tensei and megami tensei series of just all these different games um persona's technically a spin-off in the shin megami tensei series um oh really yes the first installment is digital devil story megami tensei and that released in 1987 okay and uh,
0: so, so clearly, I haven't. I don't know as much about this as I thought I did. So,
1: well, pretty much the the premise is pretty much almost exactly the same. Um, okay. Instead of like the personas that we have in per, the Persona series, uh, the Shin Megami Tensei series, is, uh, particularly the the Digital Devil Story, um, is you're using demons or devils as your um personas, basically. And now
0: was this was this the game that did get ported to America or did this stay locked sock and barrel in Japan?
1: Uh I don't know if we've actually gotten any releases in the um United States of the digital devil story. I know we have gotten um, some releases of I think Devil Summoner and maybe Devil Survivor but Persona okay. uh, persona's really the only one I can know off the top of my head that actually made it to the United States
0: so here lies a perfect example of a main series staying in Japan supporting a spin-off series which did get ported to America and has had it I think you would agree with me, great success here in America.
1: Yeah, the, the Persona definitely has a, a following and uh it's released several games in the United States. Like we got we got Persona, we got Persona 2 Innocent Sin, we got uh Persona 3, Persona 4, Persona 5, a bunch of the different Persona spin-off games. Uh we got Persona Q on the uh 3DS, and then where we, I think they launched Persona Q2. I think that was a 3DS. That might have been a Switch title. Okay.
0: Um, I actually don't know. I don't think Persona has a anything on Switch.
1: Persona Q2, New Cinema Labyrinth. Okay. Uh, published by Atlas for the Nintendo 3DS. All right, and that that the, that was basically the Persona Q that had all the Persona Five characters in it.
0: Yes, I do remember that. So
1: I haven't actually gotten to play that one yet. So, I mean, I don't even know if I've even finished Persona Q. <laughs> well, I know you haven't finished Persona Five yet. Yeah, that's the that's that's my problem with the Persona games is I have a nasty habit of not finishing them.
0: Which, as someone who has completed 5 and is doing a runoff right now between the Final Fantasy VII Remake and Persona 5 R, boy, is that a good game. You will dump 100 hours into that really, really well. And that's something that I actually greatly appreciate from Japanese games. These are games that you are going to devote a lot of personal time playing.
1: Uh, yeah, and, for, for a lot of the Japanese games that we actually get ported over to the U.S., a lot of them are really story intensive and have a lot of content these days.
0: And that's something that I appreciate that American games don't always give you. American games are focused more on the multiplayer aspect and not don't worry so much about the story. I love a good multiplayer game as much as the next person, but if you give me a choice between multiplayer and story driven, I'm gonna go with the story driven and that's where Japanese games really deliver.
1: All right let's let's play a little game here actually. Uh, what do you got get some East versus west going. Uh, try and give me a story driven game that's come out in the last I'll be nice last 10 years that was the US the U.S. released uh oh give a name I'll look it up and we'll see if it was was a Japanese game that was ported over or if it was a U.S. release
0: I feel like this one's going to bite me in the butt but I'll try it anyways uh Skyrim
1: I can pretty much tell you Skyrim is a U.S. release or at least not a Japanese release um because it's Bethesda
0: yeah and I mean that—that's the perfect example for me of a great story-based game. That,
1: and will go off. Doesn't we'll, matter. We'll go off the initial release date for it, and you still managed to get it on one try for that because it released in two thousand eleven. So still within ten years.
0: Um yeah okay we're, we're gonna have to give a little bit of thought into this because i like doing this game that wasn't a very and... fun game <laughs> no but but i can see that being a small segment that we can do for future episodes and i can see that being something we can enjoy
1: so all right let's, um let, let's, let's 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 up the difficulty a little bit more how about within the last five years
0: See, that's just it. I pulled Skyrim out of my ass, not even knowing if it would fit within the 10 year mark. a story based game that I've played in the last five years. well, not no, no, no.
1: Are, it... not 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 one that you've played in the last five years. a story just give me a story based game that you think was made in the US, and it has to have come out within the last five years.
0: Well, that's what I was getting ready to say, is a lot of story-based games that I've played, I don't think I can do that. I think I got lucky with Skyrim because most of the story-based games that I play are Japanese-based. So, I don't know if I could give you an answer for that.
1: That's why it's hard mode. Yeah,
0: I know. That's a different podcast. (laughs) Well, not so much a podcast, but a show on a different channel, but anyways... Um I got nothing
1: <laughs> Come on, just hit me with anything Like Horizon Zero Dawn, that counts
0: Well, I mean, sure You you can go with Horizon Zero Dawn I honestly don't know who created that one uh, I'm gonna guess that that's Japanese though Because that's a PlayStation exclusive For the time being It is being imported to PC soon
1: Ha! it is not Japanese Gorilla Games is a Dutch video game developer
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay I'll take it oh man
1: that's definitely within the last five years because that launched in 2016 no 2017
0: oh I was off by a year
1: February 28th 2017 initial release date
0: and that right there, I realize that this isn't press A, but I'll do a quick plug on that. That game right there better get a goddamn sequel because that was one of the best games I have played, easy.
1: But uh yeah, like Skyrim and Horizon Zero Dawn, like honestly. I can think of a couple of story driven games that were that were, you know, US or or Western based, like developed Mm -hmm. games. I can think of a few of them in the last five years, but most of them. Wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. I got one. Oh, I, I, I'm willing to bet that this is American God of War.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: And I'm going to say the brand new one that came out a couple of years ago, not the originals featuring the ghost of Sparta in Sparta. I'm talking about the new one with the Norse gods.
1: Ready at Dawn is an American video game developer.
0: Boom.
1: Um, here's
0: another one. Marvel Spider-Man.
1: You might actually be wrong on that one.
0: Okay. If I'm wrong, I will happily take it.
1: Nope, Insomniac Games is American. Uh
0: I'm not gonna lie, I'm kinda cheating. I'm looking at my PlayStation library right now, that's the only reason I got something. But looking through this, I'm about fifty fifty right now between my Japanese and my other, outside of Japanese story based games. So it's not to and, say it's
1: it's not to say that the America can't do a good story driven game, but Japan just does it so the, much better. Japan does the role playing game so well. Like so well. Out out of all the all the story driven games we've listed so far that have been American releases, only one of them is in the RPG category. Yeah. Skyrim.
0: So I mean Because Spider
1: Spider Man, God of War, and even Horizon Zero Dawn are all action games. Yeah, exactly. Well, but... While they have some RPG elements, they're primarily action games.
0: Now, here here's one that I feel straddles the line between East and West. Because it's a company from Japan, but has partnered with a company here in America to create their game. And I think you might, I, I, I'm going to reverse this on you. I'm going to play the game on you. Who do you think I'm referencing with that?
1: Ah, uh, let's see. Japanese company partnered with an American company to create their game. Yes. Is this a game that's out or a game that's coming out soon?
0: This is a series that has been out for a very long time that you and I have both played and have both talked about before.
1: Hmm. Got to admit, I'm stumped.
0: The Kingdom Hearts series.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, all right. Because you will that cuz Square, Square Enix cuz it's Square Enix and just, Disney.
0: Which started off as just Square or no Enix? is a Japanese-based video game company that has been around for decades now. And they decided to partner up with Disney to create a Final Fantasy-esque video game featuring some Final Fantasy characters, but based off of its own character set going to Disney-based worlds.
1: So, if anything, this
0: video game right here is how you can show a perfect marriage between the east and the west in terms of giving coming up with the concept giving a product to the consumer and it doesn't matter if you're in the east or the west you're going to eat it up
1: i'll give give you i'll give you a minor i'm going to give you a minor correction square enix is a result of a merger between square and enix and square used to be square soft
0: ah thank you i knew i was going to screw something up in that but that would be it
1: nah that's fine i got you bro
0: now, something that I feel we should definitely cover a little bit, real quickly, that I feel has been more prominent in Japan than it has in America, much to both of our dismay, anime video games.
1: Hang on, I'm reading something. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, well Zephyr does his research on that. Uh, no, um, it's,
1: it's just a, it's just a, uh, a thing on a message board. I thought I, I thought I saw a link to an article talking about Disney acquiring Square Enix, and I'm like, oh, God.
0: I'm not touching that. You can't pay me enough to touch that.
1: Oh, God, um, why?
0: That's assuming that you were paying me to begin with. But anyways, um, anime, anime video games, they're huge over across the sea, but I feel have not gotten the respect that they deserve here in America. And I think part of the reason for that is anime and manga are strongly based with geek culture, which is true, which up until the last 10 years wasn't always the most embraced subject matter to be called or to be referred to by. And it wasn't until the last 10 years and a sudden huge boom in interest in these things that it started to really pick up here.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it really wasn't until the gaming and, and being a gamer and being a geek became mainstream um, that it started being super accepted for everything. So we didn't get a lot of the niche interest games uh, like anime tie-in games. It was really only you ever got anime games of the big three uh, and it wasn't. Time. It
0: wasn't even always the big three, too, because back when it was the big four with Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, and Fairy Tale, Fairy Tale was included with that, right? I'm not blowing no, smoke on my ass.
1: No, there, there. No, there never was a big four. Oh, okay. Because so the big three at, of at, One Piece, at,
0: Naruto, and Bleach
1: at the time when it was the big three of One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach, Fairy Tale was serializing as a manga
0: got it. It had
1: yet to get its anime adaptation and by the time fairy tale got its anime adaptation, I believe Bleach had ended.
0: Probably already ended, yeah.
1: Not the manga, so, the anime had ended. Yes. Ble- Bleach's anime ended early. Um Well, and that that right there is a subject for
0: another episode because I can I can go into that one without even breaking a sweat. But something that I feel we were kind of cheated on was the fact that Japan made these great anime games That's that fairy, fairy tale a lot of us
1: started airing in 2009 bleach stopped airing
0: like about 2013 2014 if I remember correct
1: uh stopped airing in 20 March 2012
0: oh I was off quite a couple years so, that, that's,
1: on, that's on TV Tokyo. Um, so, I'd have to look up, like, the Adult Swim airing for Bleach, because back when Bleach was big, uh, we didn't have all the streaming services that we have now. So, getting your anime was really difficult, and really, honestly, the only ones that were super popular were the ones that were on, like, Adult Swim. True,
0: and like I said, that's a subject that I'd like to bring up on another episode because you and I could both go head-to-head on this for an entire series if we so chose. Oh, so – but,
1: but that's, the whole, that's the whole point of this podcast as a whole is like the more we can talk about Japanese media coming over to the United States, uh, more power to us. Like that's the whole point of this podcast is we are on a journey to the east to go find all the media – that maybe we never got.
0: True. And one of those things, since we have been on the subject of Bleach, Bleach came out with a couple of video games that you and I had both looked at at once upon a time and said, please come to America, please come to America, please come to America, and just never did. Whether it was because the games before that either got a poor reception or what have you, I feel like Bleach didn't come out as strong in terms of video games here as opposed to its counterparts, Naruto and One Piece.
1: Uh, Yeah, a little bit. But that's just because I feel like the, the, the main games that are successful in the Naruto and One Piece franchises that came over here are the fighting games. And Bleach was never really conducive to a, the fighting game genre. I mean, if they had released a bleach fighting game that was kind of similar to Soul Calibur, I could have seen it. But I don't think we ever but really they did. got that.
0: Yes, they did, actually. Really? It came it came out on the Wii. I would have to look up the title on that, but there were two there were two bleach games that came out on the Wii. One was more journey style like Naruto. But there was another one that was very similar to a Mortal Kombat style type of video game that uh, also didn't get percepted very well. But I thought that was actually a pretty good one.
1: The only two games I'm popping up are having pop up for Bleach right now are, are Bleach Blade Battlers, which is the f- the first and the second. All right, hang on. Let's just go to the list of Bleach games. What do we got here? Blade Blattler, Blade Battlers, Bleach DS, Nintendo Home Consoles, oh, Heat the Soul, and Soul Carnival.
0: So, I played...
1: Blade of Fate came out for Nintendo DS. That one got released to the U.S. Blade ba- Neither Blade Battlers got released for the U.S. Dark Souls, Bleach Dark Souls got released for the U.S., and Bleach the third Phantom got released to the US
0: so the one that I'm referencing is Bleach Shatterblade which came out for the Wii back in da, 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 da.
1: 2007
0: well December 14th 2006 but close enough
1: well uh, for the the... U. since we're talking in reference to ourselves we're gonna use the US release dates if we're going to talk in reference for its original release date, it will use the Japanese release date. But sure. it, as far as North America is concerned, it was released on October 9th, 2007.
0: Okay. Um, the other one that came out wasn't actually for Wii. I take responsibility. I screwed up. Uh, leech Soul Resurrection for the PlayStation 3 was more of a Journey style similar to Naruto, which... I feel kind of failed it a little bit. I was not the biggest fan of this game.
1: I don't think I ever played that one. It wasn't terrible. It
0: took place halfway through the series. So unless you already knew a lot about it leading up to it, you went into this game completely blind. And since there weren't any games that came out in America beforehand to give you an idea, unlike Naruto, which its series were very good about chaining it up you were completely lost with this game
1: yeah and obviously but uh, Ichigo made an appearance in uh, Jump Force yeah which I guess technically counts as a release for all the big anime names because it had Dragon Ball Z Naruto One Piece
0: Sayah. Uh...
1: Yeah. Bleach. Yeah. I think they Jump. I think I think they even included a DLC that had uh My Hero.
0: Yeah, they they included a DLC that include well No, the DLC the DLC included other characters from My Hero, but I, if I remember correctly, they did have um Midoriya in there originally with the game.
1: Oh, okay. I know Fairy Tail never never made it into Jump Force, but that's just because they're a different publishing company.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Everybody is all like, "Hey, all the big three are here, but where's Fairy Tail?" I'm like, guys, guys, they're not shown in Jump. Fairy yeah. Ta- Fairy Tales Kodansha. <laughs>
0: No, all all of
1: mean, all of my friends who are who are otaku over in, in the in the United States are like, "There's a difference," and I'm like, "Yeah, yes. there's a difference."
0: Yes, there is.
1: Shonen Jump um, is not does not own all Shonen manga.
0: <laughs> so I'm I'm just looking through the different add on characters that they had, and some of these. I would be guessing at the anime that they came from, but most of them are within the most recognizable genres. So I'm seeing one character for Bleach, I'm or I'm sorry, two characters from Bleach, one from Naruto, two for My Hero, uh, another one for Dragon Ball Z, oh, and let's see. something...
1: Uh, I'm, I'm pull, pulled, up a character list. I've got Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, Bleach, Hunter X Hunter, Jojo's Bizarre yep. Adventure, uh, Bleach, or sorry, that's One Piece, Bleach, One Piece, Hunter X Hunter, Bleach, Dragon Ball Z, Hunter X Hunter, One Piece, Hunter X Hunter, Saint Seiya, Bleach, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, Yu-Gi-Oh, Fist of the North Star, Rurouni Kenshin, One Piece, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, Bleach, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, One Piece. Ah, oh, I forget what the fuck Rio was from. Uh, that guy's from <laughs> Kenshin. That guy's from Saint Seiya. Got Katsuki from My Hero. Uh One Piece Naruto Technicality. Boruto. Uh Death Note. Death Note. My hero. Dragon Ball Z Yu Gi Oh. My Hero. Dragon Ball Z? I don't know who the fuck he, you are. Oh, you're from yes, Hunter X Hunter. You're from Hunter X Hunter and city hunter is the the dude that i didn't recognize he's from an anime called city hunter
0: yeah there there were a couple of anime that i did not recognize in that game
1: it's a shonen jump property but it's not a super well-known shonen jump property
0: so i mean i mean uh, i should say
1: not a super well-known shonen jump property in the u.s
0: there you go and there's there's another perfect example right there of something that was that is still exceedingly popular in Japan but maybe didn't take off very well here in America was the actual Shonen Jump magazines themselves
1: uh, you know what I want to see though I want you know I want to see Japan make and have us get in the US an what? actually good Gundam game where you can customize all all your Gundam parts and everything. because Gee, you're you're kind of sounding like you're Gunpla. (laughs) Well, New Gundam Breaker was kind of a shit show. Because New Gundam Breaker is a great Gunpla simulator. Because you can collect all the parts, you can put them together, and that's about all that game is good for. The story is shit, and the multiplayer is is pretty crappy
0: now i i I agree with you a game like that i would eat up easy without ever even sweat i
1: want i want a gundam game to come out in the u.s that gives a that 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 puts us straight in the middle of like a universal century story or an after war you know I'm, i'm getting really tired of the it's a bunch of students at a school for gunplay. Like, I didn't, I didn't get into Gundam to play fucking Yu-Gi-Oh with Gundams. Oh, God,
0: I got in, Yu-Gi-Oh. I got in,
1: I got into Gundam because I like giant robots in space.
0: Yes. Well, it was. It didn't even need to be space for me. It was just giant robots, which is something that I really. Da 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 uh zoids oh zoids, zoids. Zoid yeah games.
1: we got a couple of we got a couple of zoids games over in the u.s but it didn't last very long because zoids itself didn't really last very long in the u.s either
0: Nah, so zoid, i mean zoids
1: is pretty big for uh in japan like uh tomi tomi still releases zoid kits in Japan, and it, it's it's very much similar to Gunpla, and uh, in Japan, and similar popularity to Gunpla, um, but they haven't released a new Zoids um, anime in uh, the United States in a while, which well, I'm pretty sure. Well-
0: is about to be changed because last I heard there was one in the tube that was coming to America soon.
1: There is the latest anime series in Japan for Zoids was Zoids Wild, and that was July 7th, 2018. Um, and that did I, I haven't heard anything about that coming to the United States.
0: So, something to keep an eye out. Then,
1: yeah, I I definitely would love to see a resurgence of Zoids in the United States. I would love and to I see. I agree with you. I'd love to see a resurgence of Gunpla in the United States, or honestly, just a resurgence of Gundam. Yeah. Like Iron Blooded Orphans wasn't enough. I need more. <laughs> I need more of that kind of Gundam series. Like, but I mean, in it, it, in 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 the releases uh, as of late for the Gundam series, it's been Gundam Build Fighters and 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 Gundam Build Divers or whatever the hell the, the Gundam Build series is, and it's 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 the thing about Gundam that I hate. <laughs> it's high school students playing Yu Gi Oh with Gundams, and I don't want that. I want. I want what Gundam is famous for. I want the giant robots fighting each other in space with political intrigue and stuff going on in the background. And Iron Blooded Orphans was great for that. You know, it, it it gave me it reminded me of G Gundam. It reminded me of Gundam Wing. You know, the Gundam series that I got introduced to the whole Gundam thing in. And
0: uh-huh. No, I I agree with you.
1: To go from Iron Blooded Orphans, which was a return to what I lo- everything I loved about Gundam, to Gundam Build Fighters and Gundam Build Divers, it's like, no, thank you. I'll take more. Yeah, of, well... I'll take more of this, please. Holds up, <laughs> holds up, Iron Blooded Orphans.
0: Well, with that being said, I think I think we've basically done a good job on this subject. I think it's time for us to do our a little wrap up
1: yeah it's about time for the outro we can talk i can talk i can talk more about gundam on another episode
0: are you kidding me gundam we have so many subjects we're gonna have to do mini series yeah possibly but i mean that's something that's great about this is the fact that you and i are able to geek out about something that we enjoy can introduce to the people here in america to see if they have an interest in and wrap our friends along for the ride
1: oh yeah Anyway, and that's the whole
0: so, purpose of Journey to the East. So, so that's uh, all, that all real- we
1: have for now. Uh, you can you can find us on Realm of the Mist, uh, pretty much anywhere podcasts can be heard. We are on Anchor. We are on Spotify. We are on Pandora. We are on Apple iTunes. Uh, we even post to YouTube. If you uh, don't use any of those audio podcast uh, stuff, you can catch videos on YouTube. Uh, you can also catch a lot of our podcasts for uh, my podcast, Press A Gaming on YouTube and all those places with Realm of the Mist. And then you can catch all of our, I guess, franchise podcasts, all the other people who are with Realm of the Mist. And it's the kind...
0: big one on that one is the fact that everyone in Realm of the Mist right now, is do, we're all doing this series where we're guest starring on other people's shows to try to promote our other properties and the big one right now is our friend Chris Rudder over at this is your F&Binge.
1: What's and your F&Binge?
0: Thank you. Uh he's having all of us here at realm of the Mist come over to guest star every once in a while for the next couple of episodes to try to cross promote and get our ideas on his stuff. Yeah, so actually I,
1: will... I got to go for the press a uh, guest star
0: Yep, I did mine last night. It was a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy it too, Zephyr. So I can't wait to hear all everyone's stuff on that, and we'll be having them guest star on our show here soon. Okay. So with that being said, I am UA Black. You can find me here at Journey to the East. I am a co-host over on Press A Gaming with Zephyr over here. You can find me on YouTube and Facebook under the handle Joshua Joshua Wilson. I'm on Twitch and Twitter and PlayStation with the handle Blackwing's Roman numeral 13. Feel free to hook up with us there. We will have an official Facebook page for you guys coming up soon for you to enjoy all of your stuff from the East. And until then, I hope you enjoyed the ride, and we'll see you for our next journey. Yep.
1: See you next time on the Journey to the East.